You know, I still just don't have a good feeling after that Knicks game. So uh, I'm going to bring Tom Westerholm on, and, and we're going to we're going to talk about it a little bit more. Also, Jason Tatum, we got to find a way to get him some rest. There, there might be a point on this schedule where he can get some rest, and I think this is their last chance to get him that rest. Plus, two for ones. I I, I got a rant. I got I got words for the two for one. It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device, but only if you're a subscriber. That's how you get the show into whichever app you want to use, so make sure you are subscribed. Uh, you can also do so on YouTube. This way, you know, you ring the bell there, you get notified when I drop a new video. Then you can hop in the comments section where uh, some great conversation is going on. So hop on in there. It could be a new home for Celtics fans where Twitter is kind of, and you know, Celtics Reddit is a fine place, but you can also just hop into this comment section. By the way, officially 10,000 subscribers on the YouTube page. So thank you all for subscribing. Thank you for getting me to that 10,000 number. And uh, let's just keep it going. Where can we get to by the end of the playoffs? Can we get to 12? Can we get to 13 by the end of the playoffs? Let's Let's make a run for it. I'm John Corrales, a former professional basketball player. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. We're talking, I still got a, a bad taste in my mouth uh, after that Knicks game. I, I don't know, man. I just really didn't like that game. And there's, so we'll continue talking about that conversation. Continue talking about Tatum. And, you know, is, is, there, is there a good opportunity here for him to get some rest? Can they, can they find a way? to get him some time off because I think that might be what he needs. Let's bring in our good buddy, Tom underscore NBA, Tom Westerholm. How you feel, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> I do. I, I like, you know what? I like that. This is a little, like, I, I like that hoodie, uh, for your, uh, for your intro, like, right. You know, where you're like, uh, uh, like, you know, I, I played a little basketball. I was a former professional yeah, basketball player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. Overseas, you're overseas famous. Yeah, one of my one of my buddies uh, has this uh, company. He's he's started this whole this whole thing, and yeah, representing a little bit here. There you go. Uh, there you go. Uh, I wouldn't even say I'm overseas famous at all anymore. But uh, yeah, <laughs> those days, Tom, those days are distant memories. Listen, they, man, they, there's a lot of there's a lot of Celtics fans in Australia, so you might be overseas yeah. famous <laughs> for much different reasons. I played basketball, Tom, before internet and smartphones. That's before any before any of that stuff was there. Uh, it's it's kind of wild. So we're gonna take another look at this this game. Um, the what 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 to do with Tatum? And so let, let's let's just start into this. I, I, like I just said, Tom, something about this game has struck a nerve 
with me. I, I'm just, I'm not as willing to say, hey, you know what? Losses happen. I'm not even saying like, um, this, you know, I'm not, I'm not putting too much because I, I feel like, hey, post, post all-star, three-game road trip, maybe this is just the case of guys get tired or whatever. But I, I don't know. I, I, what I really didn't like was the beginning of the game, the types of shots that they were taking. And, and, and all of that stuff, it just, it just didn't sit well with me. And I'm starting over you know, now, now that there's like 20 games left, I'm starting to think like, okay, are the, can, can these guys get it together? Can we see, can we see them? This Cleveland game is going to be really important. A potential first round playoff matchup, uh, or second round playoff matchup, I should say, um, a team that's beat them a couple of times. You want to send a message? Like this is. I'd love to see them come out Wednesday night here and kind of send a little bit of a message. Well, it's especially interesting when you just look at it juxtaposed with the other top team in the Eastern Conference who just won their 15th game in a row, right? Like, yeah, you 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 see the Celtics come out and they're they just didn't look good against the Knicks. Like the Knicks, like the Knicks looked good to be clear. Like I, I actually thought I came good. out. I came out pretty impressed with them. I haven't really watched them as much this season, um, like, you know, a little bit here and there. But, um, I mean, you know, the the fact that they've got all these players playing pretty well around um, Randall and Brunson, I mean, like, that's, that's kind of a dangerous team. So I, I think not really a dangerous team against the Celtics in, like, a playoff series, but certainly a team that you can't get away with shooting that percentage from three anymore. Like, right. They will punish you. They're a good. They're a good team that way. The Bucks, of course, you know, are are just on top of the world right now. They're just like you know, like just beat the Nets tonight. Like they look, they look awesome. And I think when you just like when you, when you just look at the Celtics, like playing a bad game against a pretty good team and and losing pretty soundly, and 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 like I mean, you know, like just kind of a just just kind of a lackluster game all around. And then you and you see the Bucks just rolling. It's like. Yeah, I mean, you really, you really do want to see them play well against Cleveland. I think you're right. Like this, this is, um, you know, it's it's not the end of the world. It, it's shooting variants, right? It, 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 there's some of that certainly. Sure. Um, and and like you said, like you know, like you're not gonna like, uh, you know, you know, blow up at the team, blow up the team, like just be like, this is this is bad, this no, is all right. bad. But there's like little warning signs. There's um, there's shot selection. There's guys who look tired, and we're only in, you know, we're we're about to enter March, like there's a lot of season left and like, you know, guys got to, I don't know. Well, like I, I'm with you. I didn't like last, uh, yeah. La- last night's game, two nights goes game either. Um, just didn't think it was a, uh, just, I, they just, they just looked off. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess it is up to them to, to kind of prove a little something, uh, in these, in these games moving forward. You got Cleveland, Brooklyn on Friday, then New York, Cleveland again. This is right. this is an interesting kind of part of the schedule here. But they have this weird kind of road trip coming up. So let, let's start with let's just start with the this homestand. Cleveland, an important game. The Knicks, I'd like to see them come out after what just happened and and play a great game against the Knicks. Brooklyn is tough. This isn't going to be an easy homestand. Brooklyn, despite losing, you know, the, all the moves that they've made, they've still put together a tough squad that 
Now, all of a sudden, it's an us-against-the-world team. So they're going to come in on Friday and want to show themselves. The Celtics are targets. The Celtics are targets now. And every team is going to give them their absolute best. And the Celtics have to match that. Or else they're going to kind of scuffle into the the offseason, which you don't want. You want to be on an upswing in, in the offseason. And I, I just have this thing in the back of my head that's going, wait a second, is this really going to be the inverse of last year? Are we really going to see a team that came out smoking hot and was the best team ever, <laughs> the best offense ever, and then March is going to come around, they're going to be like, eh, yeah, we're just going to kind of cruise into there. We'll, we'll ramp it up in the last week or two, and then we're ready to go in the playoffs. That's that's not what we want to see. That's not what we need to see because that that's 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 very disheartening. And I don't think this is the type of team that's going to say, yeah, we'll turn it on in the playoffs. Like you want to see them clicking and soon. I mean, that's that's what Tatum said at All Star, right? Like like Tatum said that very specifically. He said like this this is like this is the part of the season where um, where you really want to be clicking because like this is this is kind of where you build. I mean, he, he didn't say momentum, but it was you know kind of like that. You know, that was the idea, right? Like you you want to have um, you want to be rolling when the most important part of the season comes around. Now, obviously, the good news is like even if the Celtics scuffle a little bit here, right? They have a four game lead now on the Sixers for like, you know, between two and three. Right. So plus there's the plus the tiebreaker. So, yeah, realistically, it's like a five game lead. And, it, you know, if you look at the standings right now, the Celtics would end up with the heat in the first round if the season ended right this second. But then in the second round, they would get the Sixers instead of the Cavaliers. I don't know about you. <laughs> <If> I was, <laughs> like, I don't know about the Celtics. I might. I, the Sixers are pretty good. The, the Sixers are very good. The Sixers are a good basketball team, but like the Cavs are tough, man. Like they're a tough matchup for the Celtics. Like I don't, I don't know that two, three is that bad. So, but um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, you still want to get the, the number one seed, and the Celtics have been have been playing like a, a one seed for much of the season. And again, it's it's one game against the Knicks. So, like you know, we're not yeah. neither of us is saying that this team is not going to be the one seed just because they're half a game behind the Bucks now, uh, but. You know, I, I think uh, there's a long way to go before we start having to really worry about them scuffling. But this is a tough stretch, and it's important that they play well during it. And last night's game uh, did not put them, did not get them off on the right foot. Discouraging. It's just discouraging. All right, let, let, let's look at because the, you know they didn't have they didn't have Jalen Brown, and that's that's right. a big deal. And it is. Um, I still feel like they should have beaten the Knicks without Jalen Brown. Like, but okay, fine. The Knicks, admittedly, as I said last night too, they are good. They are good. They're actually and when when Julius Randle is playing the way he he played, uh, the that that's the Knicks right there. The Knicks as you know, the the dangerous team is Julius Randle hitting the three pointers early, the tough shots, and when he's doing that, then they're they're hard to beat. Brunson is is a is a badass. I love Brunson. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's that that could be a team. We're talking about them, f you know, uh, playing the Cavs. Hey, maybe maybe they meet the Knicks in the playoffs. Is yeah, it's not it's not what I would expect, but it's not out of the question. No. So yeah, there's 
we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Let's get into the rest of this in just a second. First, today's show brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of Locked On and, hey, the number one sportsbook in America. We're the number one podcast network in America, sports podcast ne network in America. So it makes sense. If you're a new customer over here with FanDuel, perfect, perfect timing for you because you get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. You can bet on anything, the money line, point scorers, three-pointers drained. You look ahead to this Cleveland game, Celtics, six-and-a-half-point favorites. That's big. That's a big number to be favored by six-and-a-half over the Cavs. Uh, we'll see if the Celtics can pull that off. Take a look at that on that FanDuel Sportsbook app. FanDuel also lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get the no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Please gamble responsibly. Recording the show after the Locked On NBA podcast, which I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison. We've already done that show. We're looking at the West a lot in this show. The, the Phoenix Suns, Dallas Mavericks, who lost. Uh, how, how that West is going to shake out. We talked about that. And then a big conversation about the Atlanta Hawks and our real or fake game. Are they actually going to build a championship-level team around Trey Young with Quinn Snyder? That's all in the Locked On NBA podcast today. But we're here to talk Celtics and this upcoming trip. I, after all of the importance that we've placed on this, I, I've expressed some minor concern over Jason Tatum because he normally comes out of all-star breaks blistering hot. Like, that's, that's his thing. Tough start, big finish. But this is this is a... Not, not uh, the way you want to start that that uh, that second portion of the season, the big the big final quarter of the season. Someone suggested that uh, hey, maybe you sit him. The Celtics play, so they go Wednesday Cleveland, Friday Brooklyn, Sunday New York at home, Monday at Cleveland, back to back. Come home, you play the Blazers. That's three games in four nights. Then you have two days off, you go to Atlanta, another day off, you go to Houston, two tanking teams. Put Tatum down on the injury report. Oh, sore left wrist, left wrist soreness. See Atlanta, don't need him to beat the Hawks. Let JB cook in his hometown. You certainly don't need him to beat the Houston Rockets. They're a big tankathon mess. Bring him back for Minnesota or bring him back for Portland, that back-to-back, that -back and just just give him a week. Just give him a week off and give him the, the break that he didn't get with All-Star. And it's not like All-Star is heavy lifting, but just give him the week and and get that wrist to feel better and, and get his legs to feel better. I would be fine sitting him for two or three games on this road trip. Stay home, relax, go to the gym, get your shots up and all that, get your treatment. But meet us in Portland. And we'll go from there. 
look, I'm all on board, right? All season, it's it, you know, it's felt like okay, the Celtics need to buy some time for Tatum. The Celtics need to buy some time for Tatum. And look, maybe Tatum is a little more amenable right now. You know, he said after the last game, like, yeah, I'm ready to go sleep in my own bed. I'm ready to go see Deuce. I'm ready to chill out yeah. a little bit and be home. It's like, 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 I like Tatum uh, obviously is a guy who wants to play as much as he can possibly play, but like maybe maybe this is an opening right maybe like yeah i mean i'm I'm sure it was fun to have deuce in in salt lake city but like you know how much did you actually see him like go go be home with yeah. deuce for, for a minute you know just go go just be a human for for a week and then you can yeah. come back to the nba life like you said portland I, I i think that would be huge for the celtics to, to get that i mean like we you know we talked about the the one seed versus the two seed and all that stuff and like you know the, the the potential matchups you could see down the road none of that matters if Jason Tatum is not Jason Tatum and Jason Tatum has not been Jason Tatum like it, which is is funny to say because he's had you know these like these big moments right like he's sure. like but which because he's you know he's a he's a great basketball player but like um you know those those being able to string those great moments together is, is, is what you get when he's a little more rested. And if, and, and, and if rest is what's kind of bothering him right now, a hundred percent, like he, like seven days, nine days, whatever you can, whatever you can buy for him, do it. Because yeah. again, this team will go, this team's engine will run as long as uh, Jason Tatum does. This is, this is the, the stat that I, I, I threw out there in, you know, I threw this out there last night. What I don't like is seeing, you go back to the Charlotte game. He shoots sixty-two percent. Then he shoots nineteen percent against Memphis. Then he's he's inactive. He comes back. He shoots sixty-two percent. Then he shoots thirty-six percent. Those hey, I'm shooting great. Oh, I'm shooting like ter- like crap. Oh, I'm shooting great. That that inconsistency that tells me he's tired. Everything yeah. everything that you see, everything that I see out here, tells me that he's tired. And. I know that he's going to be Mr. No excuses and he's, he wants to play because there's a certain, there's, there's a certain element of pride there. And, you know, he, he fights the team on telling him to take these, these rest days, which, you know, by the way, it is the team that is trying to tell these guys to take days off. It's not the players going like, Oh, I don't feel like playing today. So I'm going to take a rest day. I don't know when, all of this blowback came against the players that it's, it's the teams that tell these guys, Hey, your load management, you're sitting today. The, the players don't decide load, load management. The teams do. So right. I'm just putting that out there as an aside, stop crapping all over the players and calling the players soft for load management. They didn't ask for it. The teams are, are, are telling them because sports science is telling us, Hey, you're, you know, we, our measurements tell us you're fatigued. So you got to rest. Go back to Brad Stevens at the trade deadline where he said, we're going to force him to take a rest against Detroit. That now that rest came against Milwaukee, but the Celtics have told us he fights us and we, we want him to rest and he fights us. He wants to play. Horford said after last night's game, Hey, my number one thing is making sure Tatum is right. You know, I just want to make sure he's right for the playoffs. I'm like, why would you say it like that? Why would you say it like that? Because he knows that that's the like that's the thing. That's the thing. That's what Tatum has said. Like, the other game after the Philly game in the walk off interview, he's sitting there with handfuls of his shorts bent over, going, "Oh man, I'm tired." 
And it's not the first time he said, man, I'm tired after games. It's not. No, he's, he's done that like three times this year three, that I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's obvious. It's obvious. Tatum is tired. And this goes on Joe Missoula. We've been, we've been saying you're playing him too much. You're playing him too much. And it's been, Hey, you know, he, nope, he's fine. He's fine. He, he gets his rest other ways. No, you know what? Bull. I'm calling bull on this. He's tired. He is clearly tired. You got, you got to respond to because God help them. If Tatum runs out of gas and they, they get bounced in the second round or something like that. If, if Tatum has a second round where he shoots 30% and everything's front rim and he looks like he's tired and they lose that front office, Brad Stevens and Joe Mazzula are going to have hell to pay in Boston. If that, if that happens, because we've been saying we on the outside have been saying, and they've been denied, 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 denied. So here's your chance. This is your last chance to get him a little bit of rest. Do it so he can get right. Cause they go nowhere without both Tatum and Brown. How many times have we seen teams who went to the finals be tired the next year? Like this is, it's not like this is some, like, like this, this is some mystery. This is some like surprise that he's tired. Like, like this is, this is why dynasties break down even when they have unbelievable amounts of talent. This is why the warriors broke down because they went to the finals year after year after year. It's like, like Jason Tatum played basketball into June and you know, like then he had to come back and play more basketball. And like you said, he didn't have an all-star break and he's, he's, you know, he, he never sits down. Like they never let, like, like he, he has, like, he really has to take a break. And um, I mean, and, and like when you, when you start looking ahead too, like this is this season, the Celtics have been all about like, we ha- like, we are trying to win a championship now. Like we, we want to win now. We want to win now. If you don't win now, that's going to be very frustrating for everybody involved. And like, like including Jason Tatum um, and maybe it'll be a learning experience for him. Maybe he'll acquiesce to more rest time in the future if that happens. But like, just like these are these are things that you really don't want to test i think if you're the celtics like you just you you don't want to push these buttons i don't think no you go back further go back further go back to the olympics and yeah you know yeah you can keep this going for a while tatum has had no rest full no full off-season rest for a long time he had the olympics they had the short turnaround uh, season where you, instead of coming back in in uh, December or they, they, they came back in December instead of in February. So and then you had the deep playoff run and it's it was deep playoff run Olympics short turnaround. He has had a long stretch with maybe the least rest an NBA player has had over three seasons that ever, ever because of COVID because of the Olympics, because of the Celtics deep playoff runs, he has not gotten proper off season rest for a long time. He is young. He's about to turn 25, right? He turns 25 in two days. Yeah. I was going to say, yep. March 3rd. So he's about to turn 25. So he's young, right? And you lean on that and you say, 
his youth, the way he takes care of his body, and all of that is great, and he's durable, all of that stuff. And it is all true. But players need these off-seasons. They need time to rest and get off their feet. And Tatum has had less time over the last three or four years to truly get off his feet than anyone. So that is the cumulative effect of that can certainly, we can argue, can certainly be seen here. I think that this is still part of all of that. And I think Tatum will be dying to have a, a, a full off season again. And Hey, if they, if they get bounced early, he'd probably be like, you know, that sucks. I don't want to get bounced, but that extra month off is going to be great. <laughs> like, I just feel like. He, I mean, I don't. I don't think he'll say that, but I do think. No, he that, won't like, say that. He won't say that to us. Not, but I'm just saying, like, privately, he'd be like he could, he could probably use it. Yeah, like, that's, that's my point. That's my point. Yeah. Like, I just feel like they. Th- this. This is more. This is more than about this season. There's a long track record of him not getting rest. All right, let's. Uh, Hey, can, can we can, I have a, a grievance? I have a grievance to air from that last game that I didn't get into, but oh boy, I got into it on Twitter. The two for one, the two for one play. Can we talk about that for just a second here? It was what end of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Was it that? Was it? They. I want to say it was the end of the third quarter. End of the half. Uh, maybe it was the end of the half where they rushed a two-for-one. They they had, I want to say, 33, 34 seconds on the clock, and they did the walk the dog thing, and they were really, really trying hard, and, and he picked it up, and he did this like crazy sidestep that three-pointer that missed. Okay, And if he'd hit it, eh, you know, tough shot, I guess. But he missed. The Knicks came down, and they scored, got a and one. And the Celtics missed another three-pointer. A good look, a good look for Derek White in the corner. And my argument is, why not, like, not all two-for-ones are equal to me. I understand the concept. You want to get that extra, extra possession. And if you can get a good shot, if you get the ball and you're crossing half court at 39 seconds, and if you can get a good shot within the next five seconds or so, yeah, then then you take it and go back and you defend and the math there makes sense. But if you're crossing half court and it's like 34, 33, and you're just frantically just saying two for one, two for one, I got to get the first good look. I like decent halfway decent. I feel like those shots are counterproductive because those are the shots that are tougher. They're the ones that tend to miss a little bit more that, when you're taking the average of when things you know, work and don't work, is hey, it, the average is it works out. Well, th- that's the low end of the average to me. You take a bad shot, it misses. Long rebound, they get out. They get into cross matches it, on the other end, and they get advantageous situations. And like, okay, yeah, you got that 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 good look at the end, but you actually missed out. You not only took a bad shot. You gave the Knicks an advantage after the miss that they actually took advantage of and ca- cashed in on. I don't like, and I don't think all these two for ones are created equal. I think sometimes you got to say, 
All right, we missed our opportunity for the two-for-one. Kind of sucks. Wish we could have done it, but I'd rather just take an extra seven, eight, nine, ten seconds of the of the clock and get a, a better look where we can get back on defense. Or if you make the shot and you're more likely to make the shot, you can go set your defense and defend, and they don't have as much of an advantage on the other end. Yeah, so looking back at it, it was the end of the second quarter. Um, okay. They're, they're talking about here. Um, and, and, and it's actually worse than you said, because what you said was that Tatum was like walking the dog basically, what, 33, 34 seconds? It was actually 31.8. So there was okay. just almost no way short of him walking the ball up and the Knicks just deciding not to guard him while he shot the three. Even, even, and even then, like, as soon as he picks the ball up, the clock starts. You know, you got to, yeah. like, let, let's say the Knicks play no defense. Tatum walks the ball up, picks it up, and shoots it. It's a, it's going to be a three, so it's going to take a second to get to the rim. So mm -hmm. at that point, pretty much no matter, like, your best case scenario is kind of what the Celtics got, which is the shot going up at, like, 27.8. Like, and, yeah. then, and then you've got, like, if, if the Knicks ran the clock down, then the Celtics would have had 3.8 seconds left. Now, if, it is kind of interesting. If you look back, it, it kind of looks like we, we see the two-for-ones, right? It's, it's harder, I think, to see the three-for-twos that um that, that like yeah. they sometimes talk about it's harder to kind of like pick those out like like for i don't know for, at least it is for my dumb brain like if i'm just watching the game it's like like i know that three for twos happen but it's like i can see the two for one i can't do all the math of 24 plus yeah. 24 whatever for a three for two it looks like that's kind of what the celtics were trying to do here but then the the knicks kind of blew that up because the possession before they tried the two for one well, the Knicks didn't blow it up. The Celtics blew it up on themselves by playing great defense for an entire possession. And the Knicks ran the shot clock like all the way down to, yeah. to zero and then turned it over. So um, that was whatever happened there. If, if it was a, if it was a blown three for two or a, a, like a two for one. I mean, I agree with you. I like I again, I know that there there has to be like Joe Mazzula likes his stats, right? Like he likes his like expected field goals and all this kind of stuff. He likes these things. There must be something telling him that, like, yeah, like two for ones are hundred percent, no questions asked, worth it, because you know, or like, like NBA players must hear that, yes, two for ones are absolutely worth it. Um, but you know, pure eye test, it's just like, you know, like it's, 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 it's like, get a good shot. I, I don't know, like, yeah, um, it, it's. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, making a shot to me seems better than missing. Like, making a good shot to me seems better than missing a bad one. But, um, again, my brain might not be galaxy yeah, enough. Yeah, this is, this is where I really – I fight because I like analytics. I think analytics are smart. Right? Oh, 100%. The math, the math helps the game. Mm -hmm. And I get it. I get it. I get the concept. But also – Human beings play the game and because there aren't robots out there playing, that means there's nuance to the numbers and the best combination of pure basketball is numbers and feel supporting yeah. each other. You yeah. know, I'm not fighting analytics. I'm not fighting the concept of a two for two for one or a three for two. I get it. But also, and that's I'm not fighting mean. analytics. I'm saying everybody should shoot threes all the time. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> but in that situation, what did the Celtics need in that situation? They just needed a damn bucket. They yeah. just needed something to go down. They, they weren't shooting well enough at all to say, 
hey, we're going to take a rushed shot because we want to get that one extra possession. The possession, the, the extra possession kind of didn't matter in that spot because you still only got one good shot out of it anyway. And, and the, the counter would be, but you got two shots up and there's a chance, there's a, even a 20 something percent chance of Tatum's going in is worth the risk because you got a good, good corner three pointer. But to me, I needed to see Tatum play better in that spot and score in that spot. I'd rather find a way to get to the rim in that spot. The, the game in that moment demanded something higher percentage to me. That's, that's, the, that's my problem. This is probably a little bit too results based because like it's 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 like hindsight is twenty twenty. But if you look at exactly what happened, right? Like, let's say Tatum runs the clock down a little bit and they don't get the two for one, and he let's say the Celtics get like a two, they would have been a two and a stop, right? At that point, you go into halftime down eleven. Now let's say Tatum misses that shot that he was probably going to miss. The Knicks came down and they made a free throw. Let's say Derek White's shot goes in, they still go into halftime down eleven. Like, yeah, you know, and, and I mean, I know that again, I know that's way too results based and I'm probably like sounding like everybody who's like, oh, I only look at points, rebounds and assists right, right now. <laughs> but like right. the, you know, I, I guess I, I, I guess the, the upside of it just didn't seem, didn't seem high enough. I, I, I agree with you on this one. Two for How ones escape me too, but yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Like I get searching for that and I get sometimes sure, we even yeah. take. I get it. And I get sometimes maybe you take a little bit of a rush shot. Like I, it's not that even sometimes the shot is rushed. That shot that Tatum took was terrible. It's that, it, it's that, that if there's 31.8 seconds left, that's when it's yeah. probably just not going to That's work. like when you pick it up and you know, I got to shoot it in two seconds. Then you are now saying I'm creating a frantic off balance shot. That's the only you're, you're, you're putting yourself in a, a very low percentage spot when you just needed to build a little kind of good feeling. And to me, it's just about that particular spot, that particular point in the game. I just wanted to see the Celtics get that momentum going into the half, get that momentum, finish with a make, go in feeling good about yourself. You got two more misses out of it. And you're right. It is a little bit results-based. It is results-based. But you still, it's, it's about, that feeling, and I'm sorry, this is where the human part comes in because the numbers are unfeeling. They're cold. They don't have emotions. They don't have the, the, the shoot. The numbers don't front rim shots, right? The players front rim shots. And we talk all the time. I just need to see something go in and then, then I can get going. I just need to see one go in. Well, yeah, I wanted, I want to see one go in for you too. So get something good. At the rim, so you can get going later. There was a whole half after that. That one extra possession didn't mean much to me in that moment. I wanted to see somebody feel good on the Celtics and go, okay, all right, you know what? We we, we cut it to 11. We're running into the half, feeling good, on a make, on a stop. Yeah, momentum. I feel good going into half. Instead, you have two misses. They got a free throw, and you're like, oh, man. What do we need to do to get a shot to fall? That's your energy in the locker room. That, right. And I don't like that. Well, and not for nothing, 
the three pointer before that went in. It was smart. Who he broke the sixteen misses in a oh, row. Oh yeah, right, right, right. And then so instead of creating a good shot for themselves and giving them a chance to make that next three pointer, they missed two more. So so like you said, like in, in like let's say smart hits that three. Let's say they create a good three pointer for themselves or, or a two pointer, whatever it might be. Like you talk about momentum at that point, you're go- like you said, you're going into the half with a three point make in your pocket smart mm-hmm. and you know, whether it's uh whether it's a two or whatever, and maybe, you know, maybe you run a good play and you miss the three, at least that's like, that. that's a little more excusable to me. Like, that's like, okay, at least we ran a good play. Like as it was, it was just two missed three pointers that kind of counteracted them finally making one. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think, and the Celtics, I know every team does this. Every team does this two for one stuff. I, I, there, there's probably out of 10, there's probably like two or three that I just go that, that, that was kind of productive. That two for one, that chasing that two for one was two. You're, you're getting away from the thing that you normally do. There's a game plan out there to play a certain way, hunt certain shots, create the mismatches, create the odd man advantages, all of that stuff that you try to do every single possession to get yourself the advantage that you're looking for. Joe Mazzullo talks about it all the time. We want to create advantages on the floor and exploit them. And then for this one possession, you go, ah, now, nope. I'm just going to come down frantically and jack the first possible shot I can get because now I want to get that extra possession later where we're going to try to, you know, come down and put, you know, make our career, create our advantage. Well, just do that. I would rather you do that first and then, hey, if you can get a stop, get a turnover, and then you have to take a frantic shot at the end with a buzzer, then, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's a frantic shot. That's fine. I just, sometimes, (laughs) I don't understand. You're abandoning the quality of the shot. All of a sudden, the quality of the shot matters every other time in the game. But in that instance, all of a sudden, the quality of the shot doesn't. Come on, like it doesn't make sense to me. Anyway. Yeah. No, no. I listen, I, again, I, I I'm fully on board with all of this. I know that <laughs> I, and I and I and I say that with just the knowledge that there are numbers out there that are like, no, you're dumb. No, you're dumb. No, I'm like, yeah, I know. But I'm I but know. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I, I am I'm on board. I'm on board with your rant. Just I know the numbers. I know what the numbers say, but the numbers I feel like I feel like those numbers, I think those numbers could be better. If you were just a little mm. bit more selective, if you're a little bit more selective on the two for ones, I bet you those could be better numbers. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can say, well, the numbers show you have an advantage, so do it. But you know what? If you eliminate two or three of the bad two for ones, I bet you those two for one numbers can come out and be like, wow, that's really, that looks really good. Well, that's a, and that would be a pretty easy. Like that feels, I mean, not easy, but like there feels like there would be a relatively straightforward way of figuring that out too, right? Like if like you could figure out like, okay, two for ones that start at 31 seconds versus two for ones that start at 35 seconds. It's like, sure. That would be like, I'd be interested to see that, you know? I would be actually, that would be an interesting thing. I don't have the capability of doing that. I do not either. (laughs) Somebody, somebody with an organization that pays for those super (laughs) granular, like ESPN, like 
the ESPN has. We need a some. We really need some underpaid, uh, like yeah. video room coordinator. Is there to, some? Uh, is there somebody out there within the sound of our voices that's still <laughs> listening miraculously at this point that has access to those kinds of numbers? Please, please run those numbers because I would, I would believe that two for ones that start later in the clock are the numbers there are not great, and the two for ones that start with like. 38 or 39 those numbers are are advantageous and i, I yeah. that because you're spending five seconds actually making a pass and setting a screen and trying to get a shot in rhythm getting towards the basket versus the crap that we've seen i i, I agree i'd love to see those numbers run somehow mm-hmm. all right well we're not going to do that so we might as well shut up about it <laughs> wrap up this podcast right there. This was a very, uh, very positive podcast. I feel like today. I think we were we were we were in a good headspace today. Good headspace. Very clearly well adjusted. They need to play this Cleveland game and win this thing so we can kind of get this palate cleanser out there. All right, Tom. Thanks for hopping on, bud. Appreciate you, man. Tom Westerholm. Tom underscore NBA on Twitter. I want to thank everybody. For listening, watching, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Watch the show on YouTube. Hop into that comment section. Join a growing, growing community. Tons of comments in these videos. And it's mostly people having conversations. So hop in. Have a conversation with everybody. And share the podcast as well. Tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day.